I'm Craig Steubing, and this is Thicker Than Water. From the day my Aunt Laura was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, she knew she wanted to get a Dexcom continuous glucose monitor. Unfortunately, she couldn't get one directly through her insurance, so they had to go through a supplier that quoted her $1,800 to get started. She called around to see if she could get it cheaper somewhere else, but when it came time for her family vacation to Arizona in our last episode, she still didn't have one. I flew down with an extra Dexcom sensor and a restarted transmitter. Right from when we put it on her, she felt better knowing there were alarms to warn her if her blood sugar got too low. When she got back home a week later, I walked her through the steps of restarting the sensor, which bought her a few more days to find a way to get a Dexcom that wouldn't cost $1,800. So I did get the Dexcom last night after almost two months. (laughs) Does it feel good? I'm sure it didn't feel good when you swiped the credit card. What's funny is she said, okay, this is a big bill, just so you know. Well, it was one fourth of what I was going to (laughs) pay the first, if I went with the first manufacturer. So I was like, this is fine. (laughs) You know. So would you say what you ended up getting and how much it cost you? Yeah. Hold on a second and I'll, let me get the receipt. Okay. Now, anybody listening and wants to do this, you have to know that my insurance did not cover two parts of the Dexcom package. Your insurance has to say they're not going to cover it. So, and that was my hardest part was trying to prove that my insurance said they wouldn't cover it because Costco couldn't call the insurance. They wanted to hear it from the insurance. Yeah. And the insurance wouldn't give me a letter. So I had to have my doctor's office call, get the rejection from my insurance They wrote a letter on their letterhead, faxed it to Costco, and then Costco could order me the Dexcom. Hmm. So, okay, so we'll start with... So what did insurance not cover? Receiver is $218.46. So the transmitter, which was, is the three month, it lasts three months, right? One transmitter? One transmitter was 145.63 and then the pods were covered somehow through my insurance for a copay you know so i paid $51.58 for how many for a three. box of 3 so for yep. one month 50 bucks yep. a month so on average so you're basically paying 100 bucks a month mm-hmm. in this system which, you know, is a lot of money, but... Well, what was it before? It was like $1,800, right? Oh, they wanted $1,800, the, one of the companies I contacted. Yeah. I think it's funny that, you know, you wanted this thing so bad. And, you know, your first introduction to the world of diabetes technology was using a transmitter that I restarted when I was in Phoenix (laughs) on my laptop on vacation with you. And then I gave you a sensor and, you know, 10 days later you learned how to restart it yourself so that you could keep going because you still couldn't get the prescription. Right. Now, if Dexcom is listening, they're going to yell at us. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, I'm already on their shit list. So. Are you? I think so. Well, don't get me on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that we want to do this. It's that we have to do this because the system is so bad. 
you came to them and said, I want to buy this product and they would not sell it to you. And so I had, we had to hack this so that you could get it. So you could feel safe. I mean, and I'm happy to pay for one, but it's like drugs and insulin. You don't know what the prices are from vendor to vendor. Yeah. So, so you have to spend time trying to figure out how do I get something that I need at, at a price that I think is reasonable and I can afford. It's been like a double learning experience. I have to learn about the diabetes and then I have to learn about how I get all the things I need. Which of those has been more frustrating or harder to learn? I think it's it's the frustration of dealing with how to get the things I need when I need them. You know, I ran into issues we talked about previously about getting that extra pen of mm-hmm. uh, insulin to take on my trip. It was like a huge big ordeal to just get this extra pen. I was dealing with how to give myself the insulin and how to figure out what to eat at each meal. But when I was preparing and I couldn't get the things I wanted, (laughs) that was frustration. You know, we think it's just the insulin we take and the food we eat, but it has a lot of effect in a small amount of time, like a small window. Like when you eat something and your blood sugar shoots up, that's like 15 minutes and it has a huge effect. But then- the rest of the day, it's all these other things that are just slowly changing your whole body. And that's the stuff that like screws you up. Not to scare you. Yeah, what, yeah. No, 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 no. You know what? And I just saw on your um, Beyond Type 1, did you see they are going to have a column with a psychiatrist who deals with diabetics? And he's a diabetic. And it, I guess it was his first column yesterday. And it was really interesting to me. That first he talked about what happens when your blood sugar is too high and it won't come down. So he was talking about the messages we give ourselves, like you just said, oh, I'm too high. Yeah. And I need to get down. And 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 how that in itself makes you stressed. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. And then he the other end of the spectrum, he talked about being afraid to go too low, which uh, there were two kinds of people who do that, either the one who hasn't had a low, which is felt the, you know, the symptoms, which would be me. And then those who have had a low and are afraid of a low. But he talked about how some people who are afraid, you know, haven't had the low yet, tend, might keep their blood sugars high all the time. Well, I haven't done that because I've gone low. I mean, I, I, I hit the border. You were nervous about it at first, you know, that. Right. And month. I still... I still kind of have a little nervousness, but with the Dexcom, at least I feel like I changed the setting so it 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 signals me at eighty. Mm-hmm. So when it starts to go through the eighties, well, I think I even did it at night at ninety, and like last night I didn't hear it. This early this morning, it, I was at eighty three. Okay, and it was like five thirty in the morning, but the whole night I was pretty flat. I think you know, and see, not knowing this is where you were talking to me about how the Dexcom can be bad and good. Yeah, I saw I was going low and I thought I want to sleep some more, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. so I ate a few grapes. Well, of course, that brought me back up higher, you know, but I did get to sleep. So I think it's figuring out that balance of. For me, if I'm high and I'm sleeping, I really don't I don't think I'd worry about it. But if I know I'm getting down to that low point, that's where I want it to signal me. But I've had a few nights now where I've realized, you know, maybe 
I've always been flat at night, but I never knew it. You know what I mean? You tend to take a snack at night just to be sure. Yeah. I still take a, a little snack at night. And most mornings when I wake up, I'm, I'm below the 120, you know, so I think I'm supposed to be between 80 and 120 when I wake up. So if I'm hitting that mark, then I must be doing, it must be my basal is fine. If you wake up in the morning, you've succeeded. <laughs> See, that's so pessimistic. You can look at it in a positive way. It's like, okay, like I've survived the night. It's a new day. We can just like go from here. I know. Well, I'm trying to just look at it as I got a good night's sleep. <laughs> See, we're, I'm old, you're young. It's like, okay. I think as a, a culture in general, not just diabetes, like don't value sleep and how important that can be for us. Um, and I, you know, when you have diabetes and you're looking at a Dexcom, like you can see the stress on your body translated into blood sugars. And it puts stuff like that, you know, like the white bread into perspective in a different way that someone who isn't watching a Dexcom doesn't really understand. Like you can't really measure that stress in another way. Oh, yeah. Like anything else, there's the good and the bad with the Dexcom. You know, I mean, it's good because I can learn, but it can be bad because if I'm stressing about something, you know, like why did it do that? And if I get too frustrated about it, then that's going to raise my stress level and that's not good either. So I think when I didn't have the Dexcom and the doctors told me, go ahead and have a snack at night. It's fine. And I did because she knew it would help me sleep. I slept great. <laughs> so now my goal is more or less go to bed feeling like it's high enough and then just you know, I'll, I'll, I can check in the morning what I did all night, but if I don't hear a beep during the night, then, then I'm probably doing okay. Yeah. I, I don't, you think that it, the Dexcom, the problem with that is, and I think when you see you're so high, then you tend to think I have to fix it. And then when you fix it, it you can screw it up and then you go really low. So having so much information, you have to take a step back when you see it and say, okay, can I just wait an hour, you know, and see where it goes? Not with lows, but with the highs. It's definitely easy to get on the roller coaster where you are constantly overcorrecting uh, as opposed to taking baby steps. And I think that's mostly you just get frustrated or you mm -hmm. get scared. Like I'm low. I don't want to be low. So I'm going to eat more than I know I should just to not be low. And right. then when you're high, you're like, I can't believe I'm high. I'm so frustrated that I'm high. Or mm -hmm. why will my blood sugar come down? And then you take a ton of insulin to just bring yourself right. down. And then you're low again. And then you just, you know. You just do it all repeat. over again. Yeah. How much do you feel like type one is impacting your life right now? Like your day to day? Well, now I'm used to the routine, so I'm not uh, as worried about, you know, forgetting to take a shot. Again, having the Dexcom, now when I first got it with you, I don't think I looked at it as much because we were on vacation, but I did look at it, you know, and I would check it, you know, in the car if I felt like I was 
getting pretty low and we weren't going to eat for a while, then I would have a snack. I mean, that's how I've been trying to use the Dexcom kind of as a let's anticipate and then see where we go. And now with the Dexcom, I'm trying not to look at it a lot during the day. I'm trying to look at it in the more uh, way I would have just done with the blood, you know, with the meter. It would have been it would have been when I woke up, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime. So you're using it more like a safety net. Like it'll it's there in the background and it will alarm you when something bad's happened, but you're not obsessing over every 5 minutes. Right. So it's not like I have to think about it for a long period of time during the day. So that's good. On the next episode of Thicker Than Water, Aunt Laura starts unfollowing people. Thicker Than Water is a production of Beta Cell, and it's produced by me, Craig Steubing. As always, a very special thanks to my Aunt Laura. Our cover of Lean On Me is by the super-talented Nina Raganese. If you haven't yet, subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get all of our shows downloaded onto your listening device as soon as they're available. If you love Thicker Than Water or any of the Beta Cell shows, you can support us on Patreon. Not only will you get the satisfaction of helping the show, but you'll get access to our exclusive supporter-only podcast, Out of Range, After Dark. I'm Craig. And this is Thicker Than Water. I just might have a problem that you'd understand. We all need somebody.